Well, in 2017, Rachel Wilson was in her mid-twenties, working through a series of unfulfilling jobs, relationship breakup, and the pressures of study. Now, in the normal course of events, we can still turn to our parents during these tough times, but Rachel's mum was then diagnosed with cancer and died the following year, aged 63. And before she died, her mum suggested that Rachel find a support group. But in the absence of anything suitable, Rachel decided to start her own. It's called The Grief Network, and Rachel is here in Melbourne where she'll be launching a very own local version at the M Pavilion on Wednesday. Rachel, thank you so much for joining, and, and can I say welcome back to Melbourne? I believe you've yeah, been here before. I have. I lived here for two years, so I lived here until 2016. Doing the British backpacker thing, or what? Um, no, I was working, so I'd, um, I just graduated, um, and I moved here for two years, and then when I moved back, um, I was doing my master's, and that's when my mum was diagnosed. I, I heard it said, uh, I think on a podcast or some such, that when we lose someone close to us, we're grieving not just one person but two. We're grieving the person who died and we're grieving the person we could be with that person before they died. What were you like with your mum? Um, well, I was very, very close to my mum um, and I think that's completely true. I think that's kind of one of the reasons it's quite a distinct experience when you're young because you're grieving obviously the person uh, that you've lost and, and the life that they could have continued to lead. Um, but you're also grieving the whole future that you might have had with them and the person you may have grown to be. Um, so I kind of think a lot about all the kind of moments in my life that my mum won't be there to kind of support me through um, or to kind of, you know, cheer me on and all that kind of thing. So I think when you're young, you're grieving that future. Um, when you're a bit older, you're obviously grieving a lifetime you've, you've had that with that person. Absolutely. But I can imagine at the age of 25, it would have been, and correct me if I'm wrong, somewhat galling if older people came up in their 50s or 60s and said, oh, I've just lost my parent. I know how you feel. And it's a very different situation to lose someone when you're effectively still in many ways speaking for myself, an adolescent when you're in your 20s. Yes, I think so. And I think um, what what I, I kind of understand why people do that and I, and I understand where that's coming from. But it's that's also a kind of weird experience in itself because you then, you, you kind of go from being 25 and chatting to 25-year-olds and all having very much in common. And then when you have something in common with someone who's sort of 55 or older, you kind of think, oh my God, I, it weirdly ages you too. And then you become in this kind of strange limbo where you're still young and you still, you know, those things are still relevant to you, but you've also got this insight into later life that a lot of your peers don't have. So if you don't have a way of expressing that with someone else who kind of understands and gets it and knows where you're coming from, it can feel like very, very isolating. Um, and it's hard when you can't kind of have someone to chat to who really gets it from that perspective. So rather than doing the Pommy Winger thing and just complaining about it, you actually <laughs> got up and, and did something about it. Take me through how you founded the Grief Network. Yeah, so um, I, I, didn't, I kind of didn't really mean to. Um, as you mentioned, obviously, my mum said to me, oh, you, you know, there'll be support groups of 20-somethings. And I thought that sounds like a really good idea. That probably would be really helpful for me. And when I looked, there just wasn't anything. And there were a few kind of forums, maybe, where people were kind of basically lamenting the fact that there wasn't much support. Um, so I wrote into the Hilo, which is a British um, podcast run by two journalists, um, and I just knew they had a very like similar, like a sort of millennial listenership. And I just basically asked for help. I thought maybe I'd missed something. Um, and then I got about 200 responses, and basically all of them were like, I've been through something really similar, um, and I completely agree, we're completely under-resourced, like under-supported. Wow. Um, so I 
sort of started meeting people one-on-one and I found it really helpful and I thought it would be really helpful for all of them to kind of get together and and because obviously like all the stories are quite distinct um and then from there I ran yeah I ran a first kind of group meetup and from there it just kind of snowballed so literally- <laughs> I didn't really mean to make a network out of it but that's where we are now but that first meetup so it was you and a bunch of people you'd never met yes catching up like some awkward <laughs> it's a very weird blind date <laughs> <laughs> how did that go down where did you meet um we just met in a pub um in east london and uh yeah it was kind of i had to send around a text and say like i'm wearing this like and so i had a few people looking a bit lost and on their own come up to me and be like are you rachel <laughs> are you grieving yeah <laughs> is your mom dead <laughs> um so yeah it was kind of and then it was kind of an odd um atmosphere and i think it always is like even when we do meetups now there's always that kind of there's people who are new and you know it's it's intimidating turning up to a group of people you don't know but I think that's what makes it so special is that I mean I remember one of the people that's become like my a good friend of mine now came to that first one and she said it was so scary but the moment she um, arrived one of the girls kind of turned around looked at her and just gave her the warmest smile and she just immediately relaxed and and found it really kind of like uplifting actually. I'm talking to Rachel Wilson, who's the founder of the Grief Network, which is coming to Melbourne very soon on the 29th of January, if uh, indeed you've been recently bereaved and you are under the age of... What's our cut-off point for the Grief Network? <laughs> we don't really have a, a defined one. I'd say kind of in your mid-30s, Ooh. maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, but I don't want to... It's basically... It's more really if, you've, if you're the first of your peer group mm. to kind of experience it. But yeah, we, anywhere from sort of late teens to 30s, we're... Do you think, um, in your experience, grief is something, and having seen it from both sides now, grief is something that you can prepare for in any way? Um, I think not really. (laughs) I don't know. It really depends because um, I obviously, my mum was ill, so I have a form of like what they call anticipatory grief when you start grieving when someone's already alive. Um, So I actually kind of compulsively like would read about grief and what it was like and all that kind of thing to try to prepare myself. And actually, when I look back on it now, I see that as actually being part of my grief was like trying to find out what it would be like and trying to equip myself. Um, And it's just always different. It really depends. It's obviously very unique. Um, You have a very unique relationship with the person that's passed away. So every time you grieve um, each different person that you lose, that will always take a different form. Um, but I do think knowing that there's things out there, knowing that there are groups and support, that makes it a bit less scary. Well, part of me thinks that your mum might be thinking, well, you've taken my advice a bit too far. I said find a group, not start a global network, but I suspect she'd be very proud of you. Rachel Wilson, thank you so much for joining to chat. Thank you.